Risk Management Imperatives and Best Practices In Conversation with Monish Chatrat, Managing Partner, MGC Global Conclusions Paper, February 2023 Risk Management is one of the top priorities for any CFO. Given the rapid changes in the business environment globally, both the nature and the scope of risks is changing. At a recent India CFO Forum session, Monish discussed the broad principles of risk management, the imperatives for 2023, and the practices which CFOs need to adopt in a post-COVID world. Understanding EWRM In India, enterprise-wide risk management, also known as EWRM, emerged as a concept in 1999 following the publication of the Naresh Chanda Committee Report. Prior to this, risk management was a vague concept and its discourse was limited to financial or liquidity risk management. EWRM was further institutionalized with the 2006 revision of Clause 49 or Corporate Governance. According to the Companies Act 2013, all organizations are required to have an EWRM system in place with three specific provisions. The first relates to the role of board of directors, the second to the role of audit committee, and third to the role of independent directors. However, Section 134, which lays out the role of the board, continues to be widely misunderstood. Specifically, the requirement of having ICFR applies only to companies with revenues of more than Rs 50 crores, but many have misinterpreted this to mean that EWRM requirement as a whole only applies to listed firms or those above this revenue threshold, but in fact, it applies to every organization. Best Practices on ERWM Implementation Distinguish between risk, vulnerability and a threat. A threat is a macro-level event that cannot be eliminated. A vulnerability is something intrinsic to the organization or industry and can relate to an error in the design, implementation or an operation of a system that may allow a threat to materialize, thus triggering a loss. Risk, on the other hand, is the likelihood that a vulnerability will be exploited and prove harmful to the organization if not dealt with. For instance, attrition is a threat which may emerge from existing vulnerabilities within an organization such as outdated operational or HR processes, cultural issues, low pay, etc. Employees who get frustrated by these issues may leave the organization or worse, divulge important information to a competitor that they join. Identify your risks. A combination of external research and readily available information can help identify key risks. The US SEC, Securities and Exchange Commission, performs a highly interactive role with those filing financial reports. It questions companies on their financial disclosures, including the risks they identify and invites their comments on the same. This information is then compiled in a database called EDGAR that is open to the public. SEBI has not yet implemented such processes, but companies should consider scanning databases like EDGAR and avail of external reports and data to understand how companies such as theirs can handle enterprise-wide risks. It can also help to engage with external consultants who might provide an objective view on existing EWRM processes and how to strengthen them. Third, identify and collate information from key stakeholders. It is vital to identify all relevant stakeholders and most appropriate methods for gathering information from them. These can be divided into three segments, top management which includes the board, the audit committees as well as CXOs, 
one-on-one -on -one interviews and focus group meetings are preferred means for surveying the first two groups while for the third questionnaires work the best. One should ask each group about the problems they face and use these inputs to map out the risks. Identify specific risk units. Typically, individual businesses or business functions such as payroll, audit, treasury should be regarded as risk units. Each risk unit will have a risk register and each risk register will have a risk owner. The risk register should ideally contain the information received from the interviews or surveys described above. It then falls upon the risk owner to tackle the risk facing his or her unit. Polarize your risks. Polarization refers to the process of weighing each risk in its relative order of importance to the business along two scales, probability and impact. Usually, it is the adequate to frame the impact in terms of mere numbers, example, revenue, cash flows, investment values, etc. Rather, one should spell out what this might mean for the organization and its future, such as in terms of operation, reputation, regulatory compliance, health and safety outcomes, the environment, and even the ability to attract and retain talent. Assigning a weightage to each impact area can help define the organization's risk appetite. For example, a software company might face a 60% risk of a spike in attrition, but a lower, let's say, 30% risk of a system failure. It is natural for the risk management committee to tackle the risk of attrition first. But in fact, the risk-weighted impact of a system failure could be much higher despite its, despite its lower probability. In this situation, mitigating system failure risk should take precedence over attrition. Companies often grapple with whether to polarize on a gross level after the probability and impact activity is done or at a residual level before the polarization activity is conducted. In such situation, it is advisable to analyze the risks and then see which mitigation step at which level can best minimize them. Lastly, assess your risk mitigating measures. It is important to analyze whether the implemented risk mitigation measures cause the risks to be under control in control or over control. If a risk is over controlled, it can stifle creativity and operations without improving the process efficiency. Ultimately, risk management is not just about mitigating one's current risks, but also about understanding the polarization of the risk in the foreseeable future. Audit committees and CXOs often ask the companies about top 20 or 20 risks which the company faces. It is the RMC's job to supplement such lists with risks that are not currently on the list but are likely to be on it in the future.